RAC's post-op podcast is brought to you with the compliments of the Royal Australasian College of Surgeons and leading financial services organisation, the Bongiorno National Network, the preferred choice for medical professionals across Australia. Last month on this podcast, we heard from the new college president, Dr Sally Langley. Today, we introduce and congratulate the new vice president, orthopaedic surgeon, Dr Laurie Malisano. Based in Spring Hill, Queensland, Dr Malisano has had numerous roles in the college, including RAC's counsellor and chair of professional development. Also, he's a foundation member of the Anthroplasty Society of Australia, a member of the Australian Orthopaedic Trauma Association and former president of the Australian Orthopaedic Association. Chris Ashmore asks Laurie to share his history of and his commitment to the various positions he's held over the years. I guess it's fair to say that a lot of these appointments are viewed as political, but I'm one of the most apolitical people you could meet. And um, my interest, I guess, was sparked in the mid-90s because just going back to the Australian Orthopaedic Association, I was a member of their Queensland board in the mid-90s and continued in both state and federal positions with that and even the AMA until the early 2000s. An examiner asked me to joined the College of Surgeons Court of Examiners in the early 2000s and I did that for nine years as an orthopaedic examiner. And during that time, it's fair to say that there was a fair bit of friction between the Australian Orthopaedic Association and the Royal Australasian College of Surgeons. And in reflecting near my time at the end as an examiner, I thought it would be good to try and cement the relationship and smooth the waters. And whilst I'm not saying that I was the only one that did that, It stimulated me to become a counsellor and I put my hand up for nomination and was elected as a fellowship elected counsellor. And in my role in the college in the last, I'm in my ninth and final year now, but in the first eight years, I have been involved as the Board of Regional Chairs, the Sustainability and Healthcare, Professional Standards and then Professional Development. And in the middle there, I was also on the board of the Australian Orthopaedic Association for a few years. Well, with that role as being former president of the Australian Orthopaedic Association, does that experience bring skills to the role that you're having now? Yeah, it's interesting because when I attended my first college board meeting, I was very impressed with governance and the structure and the processes. So the college allowed me to undertake the Australian Institute of Company Directors course. I passed that on and now a fellow of that institute. But That really helped me in my role in the Australian Orthopaedic Association because it really drove home to me the effectiveness of a really harmonious board and executive relationship. And we all know that the board sets a strategy and the executive of the organisation makes it happen. But there's a lot of negotiation and back and forward and talking with the executive to work out the best way forward for the organisation. And, you know, really you learn from each other. It's not all one way. So I guess what that really comes down to is relationships and even with the Australian Orthopaedic Association, there were lots of subspecialty interests and working relationships there, transferring that sort of relationship forming to the College of Surgeons was relatively straightforward for me. I understood it quite well. And of course, uh, the whole process of governance and due process in all of this was really driven home. And I think my time at the Australian Orthopaedic Association just cemented all of that in my mind. Well, as Vice President 
of the college, is there anything that you're looking to achieve during your time? Well, it's interesting because I really think that there's a continuing enormous body of work to maintain that relationship. I think everything is tremendous at the moment, and I'm not saying that everyone isn't trying to make that happen, but just like any relationship, there's a lot of work to be put into it to make it happen, and uh, there's a lot of listening to each other, there's a lot of working things out and negotiating, and not in a nasty way, but Sometimes there's a lot of compromise that needs to be made in a sensible fashion. So what I view as my role in bringing to the fore as the Vice President is really trying to cement that sort of undercurrent relationship between the College of Surgeons and all of the nine subspecialties. What motivated you to nominate for presidency? Well, the constitution of the council is not so much one of nominating Now, there certainly is a body of thought that you should be advocating for your interest when the elections come up every year, but I actually disagree with that quite strongly because personally, I think you put up your hand to perform the task that the board would like you to do, and I'm very happy to do that. If it's something I'm not familiar with, I actually view that as an opportunity to learn and expand my knowledge base. So I've never actually advocated for a position, and even... Before the last elections, I mean, I was asked what would I be interested in and my response is the same as it has been for the last eight years. Whatever you think, you know, I mean, I'm happy to help out. I'm part of a team, it's not me. So I'm just happy to do whatever. And uh, once again, the principles that I've learned over the years just means that, uh, you know, I'm part of the team and I'll support and uh, we'll work together. Well, Laurie, you're committed to surgical education and training Why is this ongoing advocacy development so important? Well, I guess I have been fortunate in that after my own training and becoming a consultant in a major centre, I've uh, been involved in supervising and training younger doctors under my supervision. And, you know, I look back at them now and it's actually one of great pride to see the standards that they achieve. For three years after I became a specialist myself. I went overseas in various roles to work and gain further experience. And it really is such a pleasure to see what high esteem Australian trained surgeons are held in overseas forums. They're respected for their work ethic, their standards, their technical ability. And I think that translates back to Australia because we maintain those standards. The jurisdictions, various national and state health departments and the regulation authorities ultimately respect uh, what the college is doing in their role in educating and setting the standards for our young surgeons. So I think it says a lot, and I think the standard and the quality is what I'm particularly interested in because that's the only way that you can get excellent patient outcomes. Now, driving cultural change, I understand, is close to your heart. How do you feel your new position will help you progress this? Well... That's also very good because, as I've mentioned before, Chris, I'm part of a team. My designation isn't really that important. It's being part of, a, of an entire executive and council that's all on the same page as far as promoting and changing culture because there are a lot of things that we're trying to do at the moment in the college. You know, some years ago, the Building Respect and Improving Patient Safety advocacy uh, came about and that requires quite a an education process 
everyone needs to understand, but changing culture really takes a long time. It's one of a very prolonged and persistent focus, if you like. So I think in all avenues that the VAX personnel and councillors are involved in and the persistence of setting example and maintaining the standards and really encompassing the principles of what we're trying to achieve is the only way to do that. But that's across the board. It's not only at our board meeting, it's at all of the committee meetings, at all of the state and jurisdictional meetings, every interaction with trainees in the hospital with their trainers and supervisors. And, you know, it's across the board. And with time, it will happen. I think it is happening, but it's slow and gentle persistence. Dr Laurie Melisano, RAC's Vice President. RAC's Post-Op Podcast is brought to you with the compliments of the Royal Australasian College of Surgeons and leading financial services organisation, the Bongiorno National Network the preferred choice for medical professionals across Australia. You can reach the Bongiorno National Network on plus 613 9863 3111.